Hello, family and friends. I'm honored again today for my last day, day three, with Dr. Mark T. Barclay from Midland, Michigan. And by the way, it's cold up there in the wintertime, but being from South Dakota, it's not that cold. But Doc's known as a preacher of righteousness. One of the many things I admire about Doc, and he's got a very powerful prophetic ministry, and we're going to pray and get started today. Father, you're such a good, merciful God. We yes, love you. Yes, we come to yes. you in the name of Jesus, and we thank you for speaking through us today, Father, and every day. We choose to live a life that glorifies you and be a bright light in this uh, dark world in these end of the end times, Father. We thank you for helping us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, Doc, I wanted to have you talk a little bit today about witnessing. You know, I had one person in almost 60 years witness to me. And I've told Rick, thank you hundreds of times, you know, and he actually worked for me. And uh, such a great example because, you know, I could have fired him. He went home, in fact, that day and said to his wife, Shay, I think I'm going to get fired because the witnessing didn't go very well. Right. But he loved me and the Lord, more importantly, more than his own job. Right. And I thought a lot of people won't even walk across the street to share the gospel, much less with somebody they could fire right. them. And so I'm so thankful, and I know you have such a passion for reaching the lost, and I'd just like you to talk a little bit today about that, if you would, please. My passion for reaching the lost is based on multiple things. But the number one thing it's based on is that I was lost, and I'm not anymore. And I lived under the powers of darkness, and I don't anymore. And I went to bed every night either feeling or hearing evil voices telling me to live wrong and do wrong, to cheat, lie, steal, but worse than that, hurt people, and even try to destroy elements of my own life. I haven't had that since I've been born again and water baptized. So my compassion for people that don't know Jesus is not based on church growth. I don't think you can make it as even a baby Christian without a church. Amen. You've got to have a family around you. Yep. And everybody knows this. That's why even as sinners, we had buds and pals and comrades and friends and, and buddies. And uh, Because nobody, nobody really likes to be alone. There's that kind of personality. It's like a loner, but not really, you know. And so I went to Vietnam as a Marine leader for 21 months. The first 10 months over, I did not know Jesus Christ. Now, I never thought about this then. And there's a reason for it. Satan has blinded the minds of men, lest the light of the glorious gospel would shine unto them. Yep. That was me. That's everybody that doesn't know Jesus yep. falls under that blinding category. We might come back to that if time permits. Sure. So I went to Vietnam. I could have died there not knowing Christ, and went to hell because there's no excuse. Either you accept Christ or you don't. That's right. So here's my big question since I met Christ. Who was it in the life of the four Barclay boys, including Mark, who was it God sent to us to tell us about Jesus Christ, how to escape hell, because it's for real, yep. and how to go to heaven, which is for real, yep. Who was that person and why did they never get to me? And oh my God, you mean I could have died? People died around us daily, hourly sometimes. Yeah. And that drives me to say, wait, 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 wait. The reason not everybody receives Jesus is they're blinded. Yeah. 
by Satan. Satan's for real. So if you and I painted a picture right now, let's just say brother, Mr., you know, John, that's a common name. Here's brother John. He was born blind in his eyes. So you and I, man, we got this beautiful painted picture bright red, orange, orange, canary, yellow, fluorescent, lime green. And we hold it up right in front of this man. And we say, look at this. You can't, man, this yellow is so beautiful. He not only can't see it, Greg, he has no reference point. Yeah. Now, if he once was born with sight and now he doesn't see anymore, he has a reference point. Right? Yep. That's a little bit different, right. but he still can't see the picture. Right. I think when it comes to helping people find Christ, many of us are debating them over Christian topics that I don't care what you tell them. They're not going to get it. They have their preset answer to it. Why? Because they're blinded. They can't see it. Yep. You can tell them all about church. You can tell them all about the Bible stories. You can yep. tell them all about... You can, you can try to explain to them, you know, about your pastor and your church and, you know, Moses. And, and what happens is it doesn't get inside of them. And I believe here's why. The Bible says God is given to every man. The word there is for human, not male or female. Mm-hmm. Yep. The measure of faith, not a measure. The measure, if you look into it in the deep biblical language. Mm -hmm. I view that this way, and I believe I'm 100% correct. God put inside every human being, I call it a wrapped up package with a bow on it, called future salvation. And it's setting in there. And many, 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 many people already have and will go to hell without that package ever unraveling and enjoying the way out of damnation, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But if you and I and other believers, see, some people think this is just like the joint church work, which it is partially, or the pastor's work. Okay, I'll give you that. The Bible says, Paul wrote to Timothy, do the work of an evangelist. Don't, in other words, teach the, teach the saints, feed the believers, be a good shepherd, but don't forget our goal is to reach the lost and stop hell from being populated, yeah. right? That's the whole goal of everything, yeah. everything. Yeah. And it fits all of us, not just the preacher. Yeah. So we can't really give ourselves an excuse that because I go to church and I got saved and I pray and we had two people saved at church yesterday. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Heaven rejoices over just one. So, yeah, so be it. But the bottom line is with that, and you're a church guy too, so you know this. Unless somebody brings a lost person to church, no one answers the altar call. So it falls back on the believer. Who are you bringing to church? Mm -hmm. Who are you, right? So Jesus said, why is the banquet hall not full? Well, uh, everyone that you gave an invitation to said no. We said, well, then, you know, you go out there and, Everybody we invited, I guess, their invitations canceled, right? So go out there and get, you know, 
uh, the ones that are lame and, and sick, mm-hmm. etc. Mm-hmm. And, and the servants say, well, we, we've kind of done that, and they still don't want to come. So then it goes to compelling. Go compel them. That's the hour you and I live in. Mm-hmm. The hour of invitation is over. You can invite people to church all day long. They're probably not going to come. Mm-hmm. They don't sit around thinking about church. Yep. I'm a former sinner. I never thought about church one time. Not once. So the, the day of invitation is over. To just be nice, hey, think about coming. Or even I think the day, you know, of going out and finding troubled people, say, hey, you know you're sick. Hey, you know you're in debt. Hey, you know. That's turned into you're judging me and you think you're better than me. So that don't work. We live in the day of compelling. This is urgent. Time is short. The earth is emptying itself. People are dying and going to a real hell. You know this. You're an evangelist in your heart, so this burns in you. So every single Christian everywhere has the gift, the anointing, to go talk to people about salvation and watch that package of faith in their burst. It's not enough faith to live on. Mm -hmm. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God. But that's living faith. God is given to every man to start with this measure enough to say yes to the gospel story and get saved. Every human being has within them the ability already gifted by God to give their life to Christ and to answer the call. So I say we should pray the prayer of the early disciples. Lord, Grant unto us, your servants, that with all boldness, right? With all boldness, we might speak your word. That's not just preachers. That's believers. By stretching forth our hand to heal, right? So we have power to do something besides, hey, do you want to come to church with me? Right. Right? And that signs and wonders may be done in the name of that holy child, Jesus. It is not just something we should be doing. We are all called. If you're born again, you are called. I don't care what church you go to. I don't care what your denomination is. If you're a born-again Christian, you are called to the ministry of reconciliation. And it is not just our duty. It's our privilege. But it's also the call of God deep in our lives to go unwrap that little package. And you can't do it by debating or trying to explain to a blinded-minded sinner what church is all about. Mm -hmm. It's about you're going to hell, and if you can't convince them they're damned and going to hell, then you'll never convince them they need a Savior. Well, Doc, I believe there's folks listening today that don't know Jesus. Maybe they warm up a church pew, but um, maybe they don't go to church at all. But if you would, just lead people today. Lord Jesus, I thank you. You're so real. I lived without you as a young man. But I always knew there was something wrong. There was something hurting me. There's something I'm missing. I pray right now. All people got to do is say to you, Lord Jesus, I repent for being my own God, calling my own shots, coming and going anywhere, doing anything I want, and that it's all about me. Save me from eternal damnation, because that's where I'm headed without you. No matter how good I am, no matter who I am, it is not fake. Hell is real, and I pray they'll accept you as the way out, Jesus Christ, and just say, Lord, come live in me. 
And then I want to tell you, you got to call people like Greg or Oasis Church or our ministry. You got to call somebody because you cannot make this by yourself. And I pray you'll do that in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, thank you, Doc. It's been such an honor to have you. Thank, thank you. you. I love and appreciate you and your ministry. You. And folks, and please take note of what Doc said there at the end. Please contact his ministry or our ministry or someone. You can reach him on his website at marktbarclay.com or you can contact Celebrate Jesus Ministry at gmail.com or Oasis Church Evansville and we'll help you get started. One of the greatest things about being a Christian is is having good Christian friends. I'm so blessed to have so many good Christian friends, not like the ones I had that, uh, you know, that were not my friend once I ran out of money at the bar. I'm talking about real friends that love you. So we love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.